Well, welcome everybody. This is Maranatha Remnant Global Ministries. My name is Christian Gossett. Thank you guys for attending. I know I think this is our first time recording our prayer meeting, but today I'm going to do a hybrid. I'm going to, we're going to talk about how do you pray or what is the best way to pray. And also we're going to pray for half the segment. So if you guys are tuning in right now through Zoom, if you guys will be tuning in the future through the podcast, I want you to participate in the prayer meeting. So the first half is going to be teaching. The second half is going to be praying because I want you to come and bring your prayer before the Lord in this setting because we have enough people right now that we have a corporate anointing. So if you're needing that extra boost of faith, if you're needing that extra agreement, if you're needing um, that combined faith that is like an atomic bomb in the spirit realm, I want you to bring up your prayer before the Lord through this podcast because there's no time, there's no difference with the Holy Spirit. He's omnipresent, right? And he's and God is, is uh, no respecter of persons. So, But before we um, hop into today's teaching, I'm going to jump in prayer. So, Father, we just thank you for this time. We thank you for this duration that we will exalt you. We will magnify you. And, Lord God, that we yield ourselves to the lordship of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, have your way. Dictate how you want us to pray today. And, and Holy Spirit, cancel out any distraction, any type of unbelief, any type of false lies and manipulation from the from the enemy we bind it now in the mighty name of jesus and that the god of our lord jesus christ the father of glory may give to us the spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge of him today that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened to know the hope of his calling that we may know the riches and glory that are the inheritance in the saints and know the exceeding greatness of his power towards them that believe lord help us to know you and the power of his resurrection to share in the fellowship of his sufferings and to conform to his death, that we may be risen back with Christ at his second coming. Lord God, I ask you that you would impart this revelation knowledge to them, and they would understand it, they would grasp it, and they would grow from it. So Father, I thank you for all these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Okay, so for today's title, if you guys are taking notes, if you guys are you know, um, wanting to follow along, Today's title is Prayer Beneficiary, okay, slash How Do I Pray? Now, just a quick, just a quick show of hands, has anyone prayed in the past two hours? Me, yes. Okay. Okay. Yes, yes. Okay, perfect. So, why why I asked that question is because our praying keeps us in connection with the Lord. Praying will also I'm trying to find a better word than evolve, but your prayer life will mature the more the more you are engaged in prayer. You know, I was talking to a believer in Christ today 
that, you know, we were talking about, well, okay, how does, how does your prayer get answered and mine doesn't? You know, we, we tend to think like, well, is God hearing that person but not hearing me? But I'm morally more sound than that person, or I follow the Lord and that person doesn't. Or, you know, I'm more developed in my faith compared to that person and, and that prayer got answered. And I think we, we tend to ponder these things and we tend to question, are we praying correctly? Are we praying effectively? Like, when we pray, does God hear us? Does God respond to us? Now, I'm pretty sure most of you people have had those thoughts run across your mind. How can I become more effective, more proactive, and progress in my prayer life that I can get my prayers answered from the Lord or God will hear me or God will listen to me and respond to me? Yes. Is uh, praise and worship uh, considered a form of prayer? Yes. Yes, it okay. is. I did. I did that in the last two hours. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. I, I don't want to say that prayer is this. It's just subject to one thing, where it's like, oh, if you didn't pray in your secret place, then everything else that you did doesn't count as prayer. You talking to God in a non-formal way is prayer when you worship to god it's a form of prayer right so i want to make sure that we kind of don't put a box on prayer because prayer is that time being intimate with the lord and the title that god gave me today was prayer beneficiary and to me I was like, Lord, I don't understand what that means because in my time of study, in my time of praying with the Lord, that came into to my thought. So I was so spiritual that I just typed in prayer beneficiary on Google. <laughs> and I was like, Lord, um, show me what this means. And it was really cool what I came across. So this was like a definition of the word that the Lord gave me about prayer beneficiary. The website, The World Invisible, quotes, As the whole nature of man enters into prayer, so also all that belongs to man is the beneficiary of prayer. Did you hear that? I'm going to repeat that again. As the whole nature of a man enters into prayer, so also all that belongs to man is the beneficiary of prayer. All of man receives benefits in prayer. The whole man must be given to God in praying. The largest results in praying to come to him who gives himself, all of himself, and all that belongs to himself, to God. Do you see how powerful, like we talked about, why are my prayers not getting answered? When I pray, does God hear me? Do I pray effectively? Do I pray with power? Do I pray with authority? This right here is a fundamental factor within prayer. Are you praying with a sincere heart? Are you praying in an effort that you're giving all of God who you are 
in prayer. Now, to me, I, I truly have sensed sometimes when I do pray, it's not wholeheartedly. And then there's times where I'm so sincere and, I'm, and my heart is just so attached to that prayer. And I'm weeping and, and wailing and I'm at the place of desperation and surrender where I feel like, wow, God hears me. Has anyone ran into that type of situation through prayer? Okay. Um, so. Yes, yes, I have. Okay, okay. I have also. Perfect, perfect, okay. So when I got that word from the Lord today, prayer beneficiary, I also looked up the word beneficiary. So the definition of a beneficiary is the person or entity that you legally designate to receive the benefits for your financial products. Do you want me to say that again? I'll say it one more time. The definition of beneficiary is the person or entity that you legally designate to receive the benefits from your financial products. So when we pray to our Father in heaven, right? When we say, when, when Jesus gave us the model prayer, not the Lord's prayer, it's the model prayer. Our Father that is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Let thy kingdom come. Let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you for this daily bread you have given us. Thank you for forgiving our debts and trespasses as also we forgive the debts and trespasses of others. Father, do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For your kingdom is the dominion, the power, the glory, the principality forever and ever. Amen. Right? I know we got a bunch of ex-Catholics on here. So you guys know that prayer, right? By heart. But have you noticed that prayer didn't start by, God, I need you to give me this. God, here's my list. God, I'm bringing you to this note. It says, our Father that is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You're coming knowing that you're talking to the great I am. You're talking to the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, the Most High God. And then your response to saying that he is holy, hallowed means holy, you're saying, let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So as we are praying as prayer beneficiaries, we are activating the kingdom of heaven and its benefits to our natural standards or our natural way of life, right? The kingdom of heaven is where you are pulling your benefits from. That's what the Holy Spirit told me. The kingdom of heaven is where you are pulling your benefits from. As a beneficiary to the Lord, you are legally designated to receive the benefits financially, your healing, your inheritance, your deliverance, and everything that encompasses the promises of God. Can I get a hallelujah, glory to God, amen. Christian, I have one question. Yes. Um, in that uh, model prayer 
that you just read at at the part where it says do not lead us into temptation could you explain a little what that means because like why would god lead us into a temptation it's not that god would lead us into temptation is that God will lead us away from temptation. So let's, let's be, for example, let's say um, God financially blesses you, okay? You are successful. You have now this opportunity to live in a house that you dreamed about. You know, you're able to afford the car that you're able to have now, your dream car. You get what I'm saying. The thing is, you want God to still be God of your life. So that if you're leading down this road where you feel like you're going to start serving manna, the, the money God, or start serving your toys as idols, that's where you can say, God, do not lead me in temptation, but deliver me from the evil one. Right? Because it's not that money, it says the, the root, it says the, it says the root of all evil, um, or what does it say? Uh, money is the root of all evil. Right? But the thing is, though, is that biblical? well, that's what a lot of people say, right? Yeah, like money yeah. is the root of all evil, right? And the thing is, is that money itself is not evil. It's what money does to people that makes them evil, right? Uh, like I always tell people is that money is a great servant, but a horrible master, Money is a great servant, a great tool, but a horrible master. You, all these celebrities, all these people, they serve that God. Manna, right? Or mammon, sorry, not manna. Mammon, right? That God, the money God. And the thing is, is that when we're asking God to not lead us into temptation, is because we don't want to fall into the trials of not covering that in prayer. Right, so for instance, God is good, so God will help us to stay away from temptation. Remember it says that, that's good, Holy Spirit, that God cannot tempt you to sin. God doesn't tempt you. Why you get tempted or why you fall into temptation, this is a whole different topic off my notes, is because of your own desire, your own lustful flesh, your own desire of your flesh leads you to temptation and leads you into the place of sin. Does that, does that better clarify what that means in that prayer? Yes, it does. Thank you. Yeah, so going back to that model prayer, right? Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. In this manner, therefore, pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For, your is, for yours is the kingdom, the power, the glory forever and ever. Amen. And then right after that, it says, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses or your sins or what your iniquity has done. So, when we are asking the Father, right, in Jesus' name, we are the beneficiary to that. We are receiving, we are designated, we have been given the inheritance 
to pull on the kingdom of heaven and to receive that benefit. Do you understand that? Mo I was talking to a believer in Christ <clears throat> not too long ago, saying that we see people that make a lot more money than us, right? We see a lot more people that are more successful than us. And a lot of these people, you know, are not Christians, not believers, not followers of Jesus. And it makes you think, like, why are they so blessed and why am I not? But really, if you change your perspective, you are way more blessed because you are in a covenant with God. You have the inheritance. You have the opportunity to go into the most holy of holies with the creator of all things. And you've been forgiven and you've been cleansed by the blood of Jesus. And what you, and what you pray for has to happen in the spirit realm before it enters into your physical realm. So, for instance, you know, there is a person, I'm like, Lord, why, like, why are they, like, they're so successful, they're making six figures, they're, like, younger than me, don't even have a GED. And you're like, Lord, what is that? How are they, that doesn't, that's not fair. Like, Lord, that doesn't make sense. But the Lord will show me, he says, Christian, that's all they have. If they die tomorrow, they're going to hell. They're not saved. They're not born again. And it changed my perspective how we are not supposed to lay our treasures here upon the earth, but lay our treasures, treasures up in heaven, right? It says, according to Matthew chapter 6, verse 19, do not lay up yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust can destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, your heart will also be. So the thing about this is that, yes, that person's successful, but it's the goodness of God that's leading that man to repentance. Do you understand? Like, that person doesn't have God, doesn't have a covenant, but all you do, or whoever's not listening on the other end, will pray for your salvation, that you receive that uh, inheritance as being a son and daughter for the kingdom of God to receive eternal life. See, the, the goal is not to get rich here, it's to get rich up there. And when you put, when you, and according to Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, we first seek the kingdom of God, his righteousness, all these things shall be added unto us, right? It shall be added all things, right? It says, Right here. I'm going to read the first. Actually, I'm going to read the verse before Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. And it says, For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all things, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. So the thing is, what the Lord was telling me is that, Christian, don't pray for just you. Pray for my kingdom to come, and all those things will be added unto you. Does that make sense? So that right there, changing your prayer, is going to be more beneficial for you in the long run. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay. What do you want me to do, Lord? Okay. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 1. Um, 
like I said, I, I don't want to make it a long topic, but I think it's beneficial that we talk about the foundations of praying, right? Praying is what we have to do in faith, right? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. So we're praying for things in the spirit realm to happen into the, our physical realm. Everything that we have done or everything that we have received from the Lord, we've prayed it first or someone else has prayed it and we received it, Right? According to our faith. So, the thing is, we have to remember how are we, what is our heart posture when coming to the Lord in prayer? For me lately, I've been focusing on my personal relationship with the Lord in prayer. Yes, I pray for my wife. Yes, I pray for my family. Yes, I pray for my ministry. Yes, I pray for the members in my ministry. Yes, I pray for my house, my work, and all these things. But lately, I've been just praying, God, I want to spend time with you. I want to be in your presence. I want to have this nearness towards you. I want to just sit at your feet. I want to do whatever you want me to do. And I can't tell you, I have been getting so rocked by the Lord by just having a different posture before Him, by coming in with a different motive and a different intention within prayer. And I believe God honors that because He told me this last week. He says, Christian, I know that you come to seek my face, not just my hand. You come to spend time with me. When others come to ask for, I need this, 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 and that. And that's when we can grow and develop in our prayer life that way. We can have this personal relationship with the Lord. He knows what we need because it said it in his word, right? I just read it in Matthew chapter 6, verse 32. That he's saying, the world seeks all these things that you're asking for. And I already know what you need before you even come and ask me. But... First, seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Okay, I just want to make that clear. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 1. And let me cover one more thing for that model prayer that we covered, right, in Matthew chapter 6. That is just a format. That is just a template. Okay, people can get really religious about that prayer. I pray that prayer every day. I start that prayer off every day. Yes, that is good. Yes, that is great. But is your prayer life any further, any further developed, or, any, or, or is it more mature than this, that format? God will keep you in the boundaries of your prayer. But the thing is, God wants you to go further than what you can anticipate, what you can expect, or what you can even imagine, right? God says in Ephesians chapter 3, see, the Lord's bringing this. Ooh, so good. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 15 says, From whom the whole family in heaven, and think according to the power that works in us, to him, oh, excuse me, I read the wrong verse. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask 
or think according to the power that works in us. So write these scriptures down. When I'm writing these down, I want you to take notes. I want you to develop in this, in this, in this language of prayer. And we haven't even talked about tongues yet. Okay, I'm just talking about basic prayer when you go before the Lord. So think about that. God can do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you can ask. Think according to the power that works in us. Okay, so what is that power that's working in us? It's the Holy Ghost. And it says in Jude, let's go there real quick. Jude chapter 1, verse 20, says, But you, beloved, build yourselves up on your most holy faith. Pray in the Holy Spirit, meaning pray in tongues. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Wait for the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Do you see how it says pray in your most holy faith? And then it says, stay in the love of God. Because if you're not in the love of God, right, when we know those are the two laws that Jesus gave us, was to love God with all your mind, heart, body, and strength, and love the Lord as you love your, and love your neighbor, excuse me, love your neighbor as you love yourself, then you fulfill the law. So think about that, right? Think about, do I have unforgiveness in my heart? Am I walking in the love of God? I would say before you do those, before, if you're identifying in your prayer life that it's not developing, it's not growing, you feel like you're stagnant, you feel like you're not getting these prayers answered, check those two out first, right? Check, am I in unforgiveness towards anyone? And then second, am I loving people as I love myself? Do I have the love of God in me? Am I filled with the love of God? And what I want to share with, also another verse, thank you, Lord. Um, wow, the Lord's just giving me a lot of download right now. So, okay, 1 Corinthians <clears throat> chapter 13, right here, verse 1. Though I speak with tongues of men and tongues of angels... But have not love, I've become sounding brass or clanging cymbal. So what that tells me is that if my love, if my love is not there with the Lord or for people, I feel like the Lord can't hear me because I've become a sounding brass, a clanging cymbal. Right? We talked about praying in our most holy faith in Jude chapter 1 verse 20. We talked about Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 where it says um, how God can do exceedingly and abundantly more you can ask and think with the power working in us. So we know the power working in us is the Holy Ghost and we need the Holy Ghost to pray through us but also we can pray as we ought to in our native language. And I want to bring this other verse down. So if you guys are writing these verses, you know, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, uh, uh, Jude chapter 1, verse 20, First um, Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1, now First John chapter 5, verse 14. Now why I'm doing this about learning how to pray, being a par- prayer beneficiary, is that because we are operating as beneficiaries to the Lord, we are operating to pull the benefits from the kingdom of heaven according to the inheritance, the covenant that we have made with the Lord. So 
beneficiary is that person, right, that is legally designated to receive the benefits from financial products. <clears throat> so 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 says, Now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Okay? So you're not going to be a clanging symbol when you're praying according to the will of God, which is that you need to walk in the love of God and you need to be in forgiveness towards your brothers and sisters that have done you wrong. Glory, hallelujah, amen. This right here, if you can get this down, you will see, uh, okay, you will see about 90% of your prayer life succeed, grow, and be answered. I'm telling you, I see it all the time. God answers my prayers every, almost every time I pray because I've done this stuff from his word and applied it into my prayer life, right? Jude chapter 1 verse 20, Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20, 1 John chapter 5 verse 14 and 15, 15 says right here, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we asked of him. That means pretty much you have that receipt. You have that in writing that whatever we ask, I have it according to the faith, according to my faith, and as the beneficiary of the Lord. So going to Ephesians chapter 1, I know we, we got kind of the Holy Spirit took it many places, but that's what we need. We need the Holy Spirit to direct us when we preach, when we teach, and how we ought to pray. I'm telling you, most of the times, I'm literally asking Holy Spirit, what do you want me to pray? What do you want me to say? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to read? What do you want me to watch? And I'm, I'm, You do that before you will grow in a further developed identity with Christ more than all your peers and more than anybody else that's been with the Lord, okay? And this is not a competition. This is not like who can get there faster. But if you wanted to develop in your prayer walk in your life with the Lord, you have to establish your prayer with the word of God. God answers his will by the word that's already spoken. God's will, right? God's will is his word. This right here is the completed word of God, the Holy Scriptures. But there's also revelation that God will give you that maybe is not fully in Scripture, but is backed up by Scripture that you can ask the Lord and it shall be given unto you. Glory to God. Okay. So Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. So I wanted to read both of those because those both are required. You're chosen by the Lord. You're walking holy. You're without blame. That means you're without guilt. You're without shame. Before him in love. So the love towards God that you have been blessed with every spiritual blessing. How are you going to take 
every spiritual blessing in heaven. You have to pray it out. You are the prayer beneficiary to receiving the gifts of the kingdom of God through the spiritual blessings that have, was already given to you that are in heavenly places with Christ right now. I want those spiritual blessings now, not when I get there. Can I get a hallelujah, amen? Because I don't want to wait. I want to receive them now. That's the point. That's the point, right? The point is, let's pull on every spiritual blessing. And this is what the spiritual blessing is uh, within the text of Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Refers to divine privileges, excuse me, refers to divine privileges and resources available now. Did you hear that? Not later, not soon, not in the near future, now. That is chosen, adopted, and forgiven, uses the same Greek word for spiritual in referencing to the gifts of the Holy Spirit, evidencing that they are among the blessings included. That is amazing. See, the thing is, if we don't understand the word of God, we're not going to be, be able to pray the will of God or know what we actually, what really we have if we don't pull it down from the kingdom of heaven. <clears throat> this right here has changed my whole lifestyle of prayer. Because when I pray, I really just pray God's will. I, what I pray is his word. Yes, there's added things that I do, but I, rem I hate to use the word, I remind God of his covenant and I say, God, well, it says in your word that this is for me right now. And doesn't it say in the word of God that all his promises are yes and amen in him? And it says that, that all man shall be a liar and God be the truth. And then it says God cannot lie. So that means that the truth of his word that's established right now is for our taking it is for us now not later and a lot of christians are waiting for later to be in heaven and receive it than not receiving it now it just doesn't make sense because if i'm going to receive the spiritual blessings when i'm in heaven well great all of us will but what, what use is it going to be when I'm up there when everything's perfect compared to where I'm at right now in a broken, fallen system of the world? That I can operate in the governments and the dominions and the economy of the kingdom of God. Glory, glory to Jesus. He's, whew, for the fire of the Holy Ghost. Mm. Okay, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15. And I want you to also, whoever came late or who's going to listen in the future, listen to this whole recording because I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit was speaking through me. I was yielded to him, and he was going in through me. So Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15, Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks, for you make mention of you in my prayers. Do you see the key word? Being in love with the Lord, having the love of God, and abiding in Him, and also coming in thanksgiving, coming with gratitude, coming with thankfulness in your heart. 
I notice the times where I feel stagnant in prayer is because I've been absent of thanksgiving to God. There has been times where I feel like, God, why are you not hearing me? Or why is it so hard to tap into your presence? It's because I haven't came into a place of so much gratitude, thanking him for who he is and what he's already done. When you change the heart posture, when you fixate your eyes upon Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith, the reward that is set before you, the reward that is now that you get to receive and be in covenant with, you will see your prayer life grow in a whole tremendous way. Okay. I'm going to read Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Now, I don't know about you, but every time that I am in prayer, I'm asking God to give me wisdom and understanding. And it says, according to, the, to, to James chapter 5, I believe, it says, whoever comes to me and asks for wisdom, I will give to them liberally and, uh, and without reproach. That means that God will give it to you without any type of action to be, to be taken for you to receive the wisdom of God. We all need to grow in the wisdom of God. If we can understand how the wisdom of God is, is operated, we'll be able to operate and understand his kingdom. Okay. And then it says, revelation in the knowledge right? Revelation in the knowledge of him. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break this down because I think we, we get maybe confused with what the spirit of revelation means. Can anyone tell me what the spirit of revelation means? Okay, think about this. Go ahead. Revealed? Say that again. When heavenly things are revealed. Yes, that is good. And also hidden knowledge, which would be, it was, it was in a veil where you couldn't see, and now you can see. And think about this. When you re- receive revelation from God, a spirit of revelation comes to you. A spirit of wisdom comes to you. Think about that. It's just not revelation. It's a spirit. Just like there's a spirit of fear. Just like there's a spirit of anxiety. Just like there's a spirit of depression. There's a spirit of wisdom. There's a spirit of revelation. There's a spirit of knowledge. There is a spirit of the fear of the Lord. There's a spirit of counseling. There's a spirit of might. Think about that. Okay, I'm going to carry along. The spirit of revelation is prophecy. In this text, Paul says he prays for people to receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation with a dual objective of their knowing Christ and understanding God's purpose and power in their lives. Such revelation refers to an unveiling 
of our hearts that we may receive insight in, into the way of God's word is intended to work in our lives. Did you see that? So when you're praying for a spirit of revelation, the spirit of wisdom to come upon you, you're praying that you would understand God's way and his words and that it would start infiltrating your life and you would see the result of it. This is deep stuff, guys. This is like, I would be taking notes. <laughs> but anyways, I'll carry along. It may be use of teaching or preaching that is especially anointed in helping people see the glory of Christ and his purpose and power for them. But in making such a biblical use of the term as it appears in Ephesians chapter 1, it is wise to understand its alternate and grander use. The word revelation is used in two ways in the Bible. Make sure we distinguish both right here, okay? It is important that you distinguish them not to avoid confusion in studying the Word of God, but to assure the avoidance of destructive detour into humanistic ideas and hopeless error. The Holy Scriptures are called the revealed Word of God. Write that down. The Holy Scriptures, what we read in the Bible, is the revealed Word word of god that means we can see it right now yes we have to have the holy spirit reveal even the deeper things of god but we can read it and understand it logically when we read yes it's a spiritual book yes you need the holy spirit to interpret this so i'm not discarding that i'm just telling you that this world this word has not is not hidden it's fully established. It's fully completed. Okay, I'm going to carry along. The Bible declares that God's laws and the prophets are the result of his revealing work, essentially describing the whole of the Old Testament as revealed. In the New Testament, this word is used of writing as well, writing that became part of the closed canon of the Holy Scriptures. So think about this. The revelation, there's two types of revelation, right? Revelation where it's the revealed word of God. So like say, like for instance, um, when you're reading your Bible and you feel like, whoa, like I read that scripture, I, I feel like I have a whole deeper understanding of what that scripture entails. Okay, that's the revealed word of god now revelation that you can get can be manifested through the operating of the holy spirit within your life that god reveals to you that you had no knowledge of and then when you receive that type of revelation you test that spirit and then you ask that spirit to back it up with the word of god right like john and Asike said jesus visited him twice Right. And he was saying that God was Jesus was telling him face to face that he could move objects. By putting his hand out and commanding it to go or praying for people without saying in Jesus name. But see, he he challenged or he asked Jesus 
to give him two to three scriptures to make it sound doctrine. And Jesus did. So the thing is why I'm saying that, because the revelation that we can get doesn't mean that you can get that revelation from the Lord. You can receive it from a, a lying spirit. You can receive that from a familiar spirit. You Like Joseph Smith, right? An angel came to him and said, these are the, the, new, the new books of the Bible, or this is the new doctrine. Well, see, he didn't test that spirit. He believed the lie, and he's created this whole religion out of it, right? So that's why we are so adamant about learning the Word of God and praying the Word of God into fruition. Okay, I'm going to carry along. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18. The eyes of your understanding be enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling. This prayer I pray every day at least twice a day. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17 through 23. And I'll continue along. Don't you want to know... And don't you want to have a better understanding and be enlightened what God has called you to do? How are you going to do that unless you pray according to God's will and his word for him to give you the revelation of what you're called to do and what you need to do? The Lord revealed to me today about stuff that he wants me to do next year. This was new revelation knowledge that I received these past two weeks of what he wants me to do next year. You have to ask the Lord that my eyes, so make it personal, your eyes of your understanding would be enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion and named his name and every name that is named not only in this age but also which is to come and he has put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church which is his body the fullness of him who fills all in all. You have to know the Lord Jesus to know how to pray his word out because he is the word, right? The revelation of God's word manifested to us. But also in this prayer, we're praying for him for wisdom. We're praying for revelation. We're praying for understanding. We're praying for the enlightenment of our eyes to be open to the calling that he has for us. We're praying for the riches and glory. What is that? That spiritual blessing, right? And the saints and noting the seeding greatness of his power, that resurrection power that dwells in us like a reservoir, ready to burst out at a, at a moment's notice through the power of the Holy Spirit. And that we see that Jesus in this depiction of revelation of the chapters it talks about that he is seated at the right hand of the father he is in the heavenly places he's above all principality power might and dominion and that he has god has given all things to him under his feet which he is the head of the church which he fills all in all right there you will grow in your spiritual capacity hallelujah glory to god amen
Who, man. Okay. Does anyone have any questions or anything they would like to share or ask that I need to clarify before we, we hop into prayer? Glory to Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Anybody else? Remember, God's word is completed, but revelation is different. I'm also going to share this. Wisdom and understanding, as well as sound, practical speech, recommended that today's believer, including you and I, both know and clearly express what is meant when he or she speaks of revelations. The Holy Spirit does not, excuse me, the Holy Spirit does indeed give us revelation as this text teaches. But such prophetic insight into the word should never be considered as equal to the actual giving of the Holy Scriptures. Do you see how you have to test that revelation with the Holy Scriptures? As helpful as insight into, the, into God's word may be, the finality of the whole of the revelation of God's holy word is the only sure ground for, for building our lives. So it's, what it's saying is don't follow all the revelation without following the word of God first because it is established. Right? He says, I am faithful to establish you and guard you from the evil one. That evil one's trying to deceive you with demonic revelation, right? There's demonic wisdom and there's heavenly wisdom. And that's why we have to know the difference. And that's why we have to be planted into the word of God. And the thing is, what I want to share is that we need both. You need the revelation of the word of God revealed now, but you also need the revelation of what the Holy Spirit can give you right now because I can't tell you how many times I've done deliverances on people and I need the revelation of the Holy Spirit to tell me what spirit is coming upon that person, how that spirit can be ejected out, or even not even deliverances. Lord, how do I pray for the sick person? Lord, what is the underlying factor of this sick person? Or, or, or even like, Lord, I need financial blessing. I need the revenue of heaven. Why, why am I always broke? Why am I always poor? Why am I in a deficit? Why am I lacking? The Lord will give you insight through revelation knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit and also the Word. Right? Okay. Does anyone have any questions? <sighs> Anything that they want me to clarify or say? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Shandrabaka. Thank you, Lord. Tingalo droshedrebeke. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Shangalo droshedrebeke. Okay. If that is it, let's pray, okay? Father, we just thank you that we can come boldly into the throne room of grace to obtain mercy in a time of need and help. We thank you that the word that was spoken today, your revealed word that is complete, we thank you that you are expounding our knowledge and our understanding to receive that revelation knowledge of you today. That, Lord, we would have our eyes enlightened, that we would know the hope of his calling, that we may know the riches and glory, that of the inheritance and saints, and know the exceeding greatness of his power towards them that believe. Lord God, help us to increase our desire to pray. Lord God, help us to grow in our spiritual capacity and our endurance to pray, to pray effectively, to pray 
with progression, to pray not in a place of stagnant or clinging symbol, but to help us to be just lovers of the Lord, that we are reservoirs of God's power, and that we have a sound mind when we pray. That it says in Jude chapter 1 verse 20, that we would pray in our most holiest faith. Yes, our holiest prayer through tongues. I thank you, Lord God, that there's breakthrough in our lives. I thank you, Father, that you're breaking the mold of religious uh, segments and standards that were given to us. But we are entering into a new age that we would understand your revelation of your word. That we would be led by the Holy Spirit. Not familiar spirits, not kundalini spirits, not spirits of witchcraft or rebellion, but led by the Holy One of Israel, the Holy Ghost. I thank you, Lord God, that there's healing going right now to people's body. That we have been given every spiritual blessing in heavenly places and that it's for today. It is for right now in the mighty name of Jesus. If you need healing, receive it now in the mighty name of Jesus. I command tumors and growths to disappear and shrink in Jesus' name. I could curse you, cancer, and I bind you and I separate you from that person. Go to the abyss now in Jesus' name. I thank you that tumors and growths within the mind and the brain are coming off now, that are being evaporated right now through the Holy Spirit, that they're being destroyed right now. We thank you, Lord God, that you do exceedingly and abundantly all that we can think, ask, or imagine with the power working in us. Lord God, help us not to be a clanging cymbal or sounding brass, but to really walk in the perfection of your love for, for you, Father, and for people. And we call it done in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Glory to God. Okay, does anyone need prayer for anything right now? Does anyone need prayer for anything right now? I need prayer that all my puppies get solved. Okay. So has God revealed to you what you need to do for your puppies to get sold? Um, no, but I'm going to be praying um, about it. I mean, I learned a lot tonight what you, what you taught us. Okay. So I will be asking the Lord, uh, you know more things about it yeah okay so that's what we're gonna pray about we're gonna pray that okay. god gives you an understanding what to do yeah. that might that might mean you need to do this in order for the puppies to get sold you might need to sow into his kingdom to reap that harvest right um there might be a ton of different things that god wants you to do for you to see that um that answered prayer Okay, so we'll definitely pray for that. Anybody else? Anybody else? What I want you to do too, if you have people that, you know, are having trouble praying or you feel like it would be a, a great um, tool for them to really understand how to pray, I want you to send this podcast link to them. I, I will have it uploaded. Um, I'll probably have it uploaded tonight, 
but I want to make sure that people are getting the benefit of prayer because prayer seems to a lot of Christians like it's a chore, but really it's a gift from God. So anybody else? I just feel like all the churches that I have gone, they haven't taught us how to pray. Yeah. Yeah. And it's sad because it's true. And that's what I felt too, that like God was putting on my heart to teach you guys and just me being the leader of this ministry for you how to pray. And I feel like I've given you a really good foundational way to pray. Like I said, if you if you came later or whatever, listen to the whole thing from start to finish. You will be blessed by it. I truly believe that there's an anointing on it from the Holy Spirit. And even the people that saw Jesus do miracle signs and wonders, they asked him, how do we pray? They saw that there is there is value, there is a treasure when you pray, okay? So... Hey, Chana, sorry, can I interrupt? Mm-hmm. Um, I just... Um, the church that I attend, um, they do this thing every Wednesday morning called prayer school. And uh, um, this whole year, they've been teaching about the nine types of prayer. And... Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to look it up, it's called, I can send you the link to like one of the videos. Um, but it has really helped me a lot to learn like how better to pray as well. Yes. Please send me the link in, um, in the name of the church too. Okay. I will. Okay. Thank you, honey. And also too, um, I want to make sure I make things clear. I have right now 149 episodes there's plenty of times that I've talked about prayer. So you don't have, to, I mean, yes, outsource and feed, but I'm telling you, if you just look down through all the episodes that we have, I have multiple things about prayer. Maybe this is the most in depth, but I have stuff about prayer. I might not do a, a prayer school, but I cover a lot about prayer within the teachings that I've done before. So Okay, perfect. All right, so... Father God, we just thank you um, that you're re- that you are revealing your nature, your character to your chosen people, to your remnant, Lord. And I thank you right now for Theachana that you'd give her clarity, wisdom, and understanding what she needs to do to sell all her puppies, Lord God. That you'd give her the knowledge about what steps to take and what to do that will help her prosper but also to first seek your kingdom and his righteousness and all these other things shall be added unto her. So, Father, I call it done in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right, guys, if that is, um, I think that might be it. Um, There's a few people that I want to have on here that need to stay, but then the rest, you guys are dismissed. So, So, mom, stay. Um, trying to see Alice if you can stay and then Chelsea can stay and then everybody else you guys are dismissed thank you family from grandpa and I Yes. And I'll be praying and I'm lifting you guys up in prayer. 
Okay, you thank are you. A mighty and powerful man of God. Because <laughs> I've learned thank more you. from you. Yeah. That's right. And I'm an old, oldie. 